Warning, the following podcast, which contains strong language and mature content, is unsuitable for children or for the faint of heart. The subject matter discussed will be frightening and graphic in nature. Listener discretion is advised. When you want to hear about the paranormal, you get the spooked girls. True crime that makes you hypothermal with the three spooked girls. Stabby snippets will give you dreams. Taryn Jessica will make you. Along with the spooked girls Bring on the slaughter We on that haunted ground The three spooked girls Hey spooksters and welcome back to another episode here on Three Spooked Girls. My name is Tara and as always I am here with my ghoul friend Jessica. Hey! And today we are bringing you some creepy stuff from California. According to the Travel Channel, these will be 20 of the creepiest places in California. You guys seem to like when we do these lists type of episodes. So we were like, screw it, let's do it again. And of course, since Jessica and I are both from California, we had to go with that. But before we get started with those spooky stories, if you are new here, thank you for checking out the show and returning spooksters, welcome back. If you would like to hang out with us on social media, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the handle at Three Spooked Girls. We also have our Facebook group, which is Three Spooked Girls Official. And if you're one of those people that listens when you're driving or working and you're like, oh God, what the fuck? What? What? Where do I find this? There is a link tree in the show notes. And everything us is there for you, including our Patreon, if you would like to support the show as well. We have all kinds of fun stuff that happens over there. We have a bonus episode every month for all tiers. And then five and up, they get ad-free episodes. And typically, we get those up the day before publish day. So that's always fun. And stuff kind of just goes up from there for swag, extra content, and all of that good stuff. But that's really all I got. So. Actually, I am going to mention one more thing. I am going to plug my TikTok, Jessica's as well. Jessica is spooky Aunt Jessie, but go follow mine because (laughs) this way I am very close right now in my time to 600K, which means I'm getting closer to Jessica making me go kayak with whales. So I think we only talked about that on Patreon. I don't think we talked about it. I don't think we talked about it here. Maybe we did. I don't know what where the fuck that was. I don't even remember the number we put. Well, we said a million when I got to a million. <laughs> but I am really close to 600K like in real time and I like numbers. So if you don't follow me, please do so. I would appreciate it. Go follow Jessica too. She doesn't really do content, but I know. <laughs> go follow her anyway. It's fine. That's why I was like, if people are like, if no one, if people who don't know, they're probably like, damn, Tara really don't give a fuck about Jessica's TikTok at all. Jessica does not do, like, I think the last time I posted content was, like, months ago. Yeah, that's okay. Tara knows this. I will get, like, spurts of energy and be like, I'm going to do TikTok. And she's like, okay. And she's, I'm going to back that up for her. 
she's very supportive. Every time I'm like, I'm going to do this. She's like, you got this. You you can do it. And then I like, wah, wah. <laughs> like two days later, I'm like, do you just want my idea? Because I'm not going to do it. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Oh, God. But anyways, so yeah, if you want to hang out with us outside of the audio space, you can find everything involving us in the link tree in the show notes. But with that, I'm going to hand it over to Jessica, and she's going to read us about our first spooky spot. Yes, I am. Okay, so people know that I have trouble pronouncing names of places and things. Please know that because a lot of these are Spanish or Mm non-English, and that makes me sound like a horrible human. But I just really have always struggled pronouncing things. So even as Tara, like, there's a lot of times... You guys should know I mispronounce normal fucking words. I was just about to say, just, like, basic-ass words. Wait. It's fine. I I feel like I'd take that back. Not normal fucking words, but, like, my normal diction, I mispronounce. Yes. All the time. Yeah. So when it added in (laughs) any kind of, like... I think also it's, like, I'm in my head about it. Like, if I were just, like, to try to say it, I probably would say mm-hmm. it better. But because I'm, like, so hyper-aware, I'm like... It's okay. Anyway. Okay. Our first one is called The Dark Watcher. So this is an article that Tara was talking about. It's called The 20 Creepiest Places in California. Mm-hmm. And we are going to be talking about... It's in Big Sur. It's called The Dark Watchers. So it says... Tales of mysterious figures standing sentinel on the inaccessible peaks and bluffs of the Santa Luca Mountains goes back centuries. According to the Santa Maria Times, the watchers were first documented in 1542 by Juan Rodriguez Cabrillo as he sailed past the mountains. Concurrent Spanish settlers dubbed them Los Vigilantes Oscuros. Author John Steinbeck repeatedly saw the Watchers himself, including reference to them in his short story, Flight. Often spotted at sundown, the towering shadows' forms resemble human figures that stand nearly 10 feet tall. Contemporary hikers have reported being overcome by the feeling of scrutiny, only to turn around and catch a glimpse of one of the Watchers standing at the sea, waiting. Ooh, creepy. It's like a Slenderman type thing, but more. Right? All right. Our next one is over in Ione. It is the Preston Castle, which this building looks creepy in the best way. So I like it. It's about an hour and 15 minutes from me. That's exciting. You could go there. I could. I've been past Mm -hmm. it. (laughs) Preston Castle's 230-acre campus was created to function as an alternative to juvenile prisons a place to send troubled boys to learn a new trade and avoid incarceration. The self-sufficient property opened in June of 1894, but soon became notorious for the violence carried out on residents and staff, as most of these places did, unfortunately. At least 16 young men perished inside its walls. Housekeeper Anna Corbin also met her end in the basement after a brutal attack. Closing in 1960, the site has become a popular destination for paranormal investigators, Visitors have reported disembodied voices, slamming doors, and ghostly assaults. Ugh. Okay, maybe don't go there. (laughs) (laughs) The next one is the Cecil Hotel. Yes. Which Tara has talked about prior. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. The Cecil Hotel has become infamous in recent years after a missing college student, Elisa Lamb's body was discovered 
in a closed water tank on the hotel roof. Viral security footage of Miss Lambs behaving strangely in the Cecil's elevators just before her disappearance intensified the mystery surrounding her death. Even before Miss Lamb's tragic story, the Cecil had a reputation for tragedy. Multiple violent deaths took place on the premises after the hotel opened its doors in 1942, and at least two known serial killers were documented in the room logs. The Cecil now has a reputation as one of LA's most haunted hotels and has attracted the attention of true crime enthusiasts and paranormal investigators. In 2020, the Ghost Adventures team was the first crew allowed to bring cameras in to investigate the negative energies of the Cecil. Mm, You know, I actually don't think I've watched that one. I don't think I have either. Yeah, now I'm gonna have to like go look for it. Because I think there's a couple more. So I'll just let you guys know the episode numbers. So for like Elisa Lamb, if you missed that and want to listen, it is episode 160. It was a stabby snippet. So fun fact, but I know there's at least like one or two more that we did that we've covered. So I will let you guys know what those are too. So now we're going to go to Santa Cruz to the Brookdale Lodge. The Brookdale Lodge is considered one of the most haunted locations in Santa Cruz County. Built in 1890, the lodge boasted a series of celebrity guests, including Marilyn Monroe and President Hoover. Several tragedies resulted in the lodge's closure in 2011, the death of a guest, a damaging fire, and various code violations. Prior to its closing, multiple staff and guests reported seeing a small girl in a dated off-white dress running through the halls. Witnesses suspect that she was Sarah Logan, a child who had drowned in a creek nearby in 1892. Sightings of the little girl became so frequent that the staff designated a small area for her where they would leave toys and books, often returning to find the objects had moved. Paranormal investigators have captured multiple electronic voice phenomenon that they believe to be Sarah. Oh, that's cute. They leave her stuff. Or they did. I I love that. The next one is Cerro Gordo Ghost Town. The former mining town rests at 8,500 feet above sea level in the Enyo Mountains. Developed in 1867, the outpost fostered saloons, hotels, and brothels until the late 1870s, when the silver price began to plummet and the town was abandoned. Can we just say that that was not a very long, like, 10 years? Mm Mm-hmm. The Cerro Gordo mines claimed the lives of at least 30 men. Today's current owner, Brent Underwood, lives in the abandoned ghost town and has encountered a myriad of strange and unsettling events, from lights turning on in abandoned buildings to books tumbling from the shelves on their own accord. Visitors to the American Hotel, which burned down on June 15, 2020, often reported strange sightings and spectral energies. Underwood suggests in an interview with the LA Times that the blaze that destroyed the American Hotel could have been a paranormal nature, The caretaker told me that he and another person saw a shadowy apparition moving in the hotel kitchen at 4 p.m. the previous day. Ooh, ghosties burning shit down. (laughs) All right, so the next place is Point Sur Lighthouse in Monterey County. This is one of the oldest and most isolated lighthouses in the state of California. It was built in 1889 on an isolated spur. Early keepers had to travel for miles just to reach the nearest road. Despite the Point Sur's bright beacon, the stretch of coast surrounding the lighthouse claimed multiple lives between shipwrecks and the crash of the USS Macon in 1935. Nowadays, the tower is said to be haunted by the victims of these tragedies. 
Several volunteers and guests have reported specters of past keepers, including a tall man in a dark blue garb walking the grounds. During one paranormal investigation, an eerie voice was captured on a tape whispering, now she wants you to go home. Oh. I'd be like, all right, bye. I'll leave. (laughs) Goodbye. Peace. (laughs) Okay. Next one we have is the Padre Hotel in Bakersfield. Opening its door in 1928 as a luxury hotel and restaurant, the Padre Hotel soon amassed multiple tragedies. During the 1950s, a fire claimed several lives, followed shortly by an earthquake that trapped and killed children. Oh, adding to the death toll, multiple people died from jumping off the roof and according to the archives from a tangled love triangle. Undergoing renovations in 2010, the staff and guests of the hotel have reported children's handprints that can't be cleaned or painted over, multiple ghostly apparitions, and several instances of poltergeist activity. Ooh, we may have to actually do an episode on that one. Interesting. Yeah, that one sounds cool. Yeah. Yeah, and if you guys, any of these we're reading about, like, if you want a full episode, just let us know on socials and we will do it. Because uh, we're always trying to find more paranormal stuff. But yes, Padre Hotel, we're definitely going to have to do that one. Yes. Okay, so our next place is La Parisma in Lompoc. A Franciscan mission founded in 1787, La Parisma is part of a colonization movement that destroyed the local Chumash tribe. Spanish missionaries introduced deadly diseases to the region to which local indigenous populations had no immunity, resulting in thousands of deaths within a very short period. Others were subjected to harsh penalties imposed by the newly arrived Europeans. The bloody history of La Parisma came to an end in the 1840s when it was abandoned, but tourists have reported spotting eerie shapes and whispers on the grounds of the newly erected museum. The next one is the Evergreen Cemetery in Santa Cruz County. One of the oldest Protestant cemeteries in the county, the Evergreen Cemetery is also considered one of the most active. The cemetery was established in 1858 and is the final resting place for an an incredibly diverse group of people, including Chinese immigrants, artists, travelers, and gold prospectors. I have been to this one because there's like a whole section. It's one of my, people are going to be like, this is how you know Jessica looks, paranormal shit. It was one of my favorite places in Santa Cruz. Locals have witnessed numerous spirits wandering the grounds. The encounters documented as far back as 1902. (laughs) From disembodied childish laughter to an elderly woman maintaining her disappearing cabin, the woods of the cemetery are haunted by the area's rich history. Okay, so our next one is in San Jose. It is the Winchester Mystery House. And two fun facts. This was a super, like, technically three fun facts? I don't know. Anyway, this was a super, super old episode, like, OG archived on Patreon. Old. But Jessica and I did a revisited version of this. That is episode 50, and it's just Winchester Revisited as a title. And we both have been here. We went together with Bug, with my mm-hmm. kid. So that was fun. Okay. That was the fun. That was it. Next one. Just kidding. <laughs> Let me be like, that's the fun facts. Next one. Just kidding. <laughs> In the span of a year, heiress Sarah Winchester lost her mother, father-in-law, and husband of tuberculosis. Following their deaths, she purchased and began renovations on a small two-story house that would eventually become the famed Winchester Mystery House in San Jose. For 38 years, Sarah added on bizarre architectural elements, culminating in a behemoth mansion that boasts 
160 doors, 10,000 windows, and 47 stairways, all allegedly built to confuse the spirits of people who were murdered with Winchester rifles. Since her death in 1922, visitors have reported multiple paranormal encounters within the house from icy chills to a mysterious groundskeeper. Multiple paranormal experts have visited the site, including Harry Houdini, noted psychic, Sylvia Brown, and Zach Bagans of Ghost Adventures. And yes, a ghost touched me when we went, and Jessica was pissed because she wanted it to happen to her. I was. <laughs> so the next one is the Queen Mary, which is in Long Beach, which if you know me, that's one of my favorite places to visit because I like the airport because it takes me to Disneyland. <laughs> yes. This luxury liner claims a long and checkered history. Built in the 1930s, the RSM Queen Mary hosted such celebrity patrons as Winston Churchill and Clark Gable, serving guests in style and comfort as they crossed the Atlantic. With the advent of World War II, she was rechristened the Grey Ghost and was converted to a utilitarian vessel that delivered soldiers to the front lines. During this time on the seas, 49 deaths were recorded aboard ship. Now serving as a -a one-of-a-kind hotel, guests and employees of the RSM Queen Mary have reported sighting spectral former residents drift through the ship's corridors, as well as drastic changes in temperature, disembodied sounds, and the echoing cries of children. Mmm, spooky. And that's an old one, too, that we covered. So that is episode 30, Ghost Ship Adventures, All Aboard the Queen Mary. 30? Jesus. Yeah, girl. That's from 2019. Holy shit. And fun fact, Shannon and I were watching the Ghost Adventures episode of the Queen Mary just a couple hours ago, actually. (laughs) That's awesome. I know. Okay, so the next one is going to be a trail at Yosemite National Park. On a 8.4-mile loop, this takes hikers past three gorgeous waterfalls and a serene lake. However, the placid water of Grouse Lake are deceptively calm. According to legend, a young boy once drowned in the waters. Hikers along the trail claim to have heard the child's spirit call out for help. However, folklore indicates that it's best to stay away, as anyone who ventures into the waters to help is also drowned in its depths. Damn. Dang, that's like those... The Japanese folklore ghosts we did where they, like, pull people into the ocean and kill them and shit. Yes. God, Santa Cruz must be the most haunted place in all of California because we have another Bruh, one. we need to go. Yes. The Court of Mysteries, Santa Cruz. Known by locals as the Court of Mysteries, the bizarre structure at 519 Fair Avenue is an enigma. Constructed by Kenneth Kitchen in the 1930s, the building's architecture shows heavy inspiration from Hindi temples and is covered in arcane patterns and astrological motifs. Adding to the site's secrecy, Kitchen reportedly refused to build during the daylight hours. Ooh, this is kind of like winchester mm-hmm. There are reports that following its completion, his constructed radio towers and anti-submarine devices on the property, which functioned well enough to incur intervention from the U.S. Navy. Kitchen left this strange palace without explanation in 1953. However, neighbors continued to report dark apparitions moving about the property. I think I've seen this place, but like never really knew what it was. Right. Just were like, okay. All right, let's go to San Diego now. So this is Hotel Del Coronado. Home to one of San Diego's most famous ghosts, the Hotel Del Coronado opened in 1888. In 1892, Kate Morgan checked into the hotel to wait for her husband. 
Four days later, she was found dead at the bottom of an outdoor staircase. Now, employees and guests of the hotel encounter flickering lights, oddly behaving TVs, temperature drops, and phantasmal scents in Kate's third-floor guest room. Paranormal researchers have also documented activity in the resort's gift shop, where items have been caught flinging themselves from the shelves. The strange occurrences reportedly extend to room 3519, where the body of the owner's mistress was allegedly discovered. Ooh. Her and Kate just be pissed that they're stuck there and they're throwing shit. I like, know. fuck this gift shop. <laughs> fuck this gift shop. Why are they fucking selling, <laughs> like, scented candles? Jesus. <laughs> okay. So the next one is Alcatraz Island in San Francisco. The former military prison is infamous for its formidable walls and well-known inmates, including Al Capone. Despite multiple attempts, no prisoners have ever been able to escape the misery of the maximum security prison, located on an isolated spur of rock a mile off the coast of San Francisco. Alcatraz's severe reputation was cemented by reports of extreme punishment and harsh living conditions suffered by the inmates, whose souls are rumored to haunt the facility. Staff and visitors have reported unexplained voices and noises emanating from the utility corridor, as well as drifting banjo music drifting from the shower room, a frequent haunt of Capone's. Wow. And that was originally a Patreon episode we did, but we did a public release on it. And you can find that on episode 123. Okay, so now we are going to go to Soledad, and I'm sorry because I am going to mispronounce this. So, a former stagecoach stop, Los Coches, is now known as a point where past and present collide. Multiple visitors reported experiencing a time shift while standing inside the adobe. There are rumors that the proprietor murdered miners who stayed at the end, disposing of their bodies in an abandoned mine shaft nearby. Locals have seen a black-clad figure wandering the property at night, while others felt a presence pushing down on their chests. The outpost is now a popular spot for paranormal investigators and was visited by Ghost Adventures in Season 10. Huh. Oh, nice. Hmm. My next one is slightly inappropriate. Uh-oh. It's not. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I mean, it has a funny name. It's called, <laughs> <laughs> it's called Moaning Cavern. Named for the moans that echo from the cave's entrance when the wind passes through it, the Moaning Cavern was discovered by miners in 1841. Most recently, 12,000-year-old bones have been discovered deep in its shafts. Experts suspect that the cave's emanating whales lured nearly 100 prehistoric people to their deaths as they've investigated the source of the cries. So, like, this thing would be, like, ancient. Ooh. I don't like it. Yeah. All right. Our next place is Bodie State Historic Park in Mono County. California's most infamous ghost town, Bodie, was founded in 1859 as a mining outpost. Consisting of 200 original structures, it is one of the nation's largest unreconstructed ghost towns. It's also home to a legendary curse. According to lore, anyone who takes something from the grounds will be punished. Validating this legend, Bodie State Historic Park Rangers reported that they receive letters almost on a weekly basis from previous visitors apologizing for taking souvenirs. The misfortunes recounted in these messages run the gamut from bad luck to health issues to mysterious accidents, all taking place after the author has removed some token from the site. Why don't fucking steal? 
right? Leave shit alone, people. So the next one is El Adobe de Capistrano. The Historicals restaurant once frequented by President Richard Nixon has gained a reputation for its delicious food and ghostly residence. Built in 1812, the building once served as a town's court and jailhouse. Mm. I love when it's like that. It's like how the Whaley House was. Yeah. It is rumored that one of the inmates now haunts the building, accompanied by spirits of the victims from the earthquake that destroyed the adjacent San Juan Capistrano mission later that year. Visitors have witnessed a headless friar standing at the door. Oh, how sad. At the, at the door. <laughs> Experience feelings of being watched and physical touches on the shoulder from disembodied hands. Hmm. And our last one for this list is the Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel in Los Angeles. California's longest operating hotel, the Roosevelt has hosted several stars past and present, including Marilyn Monroe. Man, another one she's been to. The starlet, who lived there for nearly two years while establishing her career, is now thought to be one of several spirits who haunt the hotel's halls. Guests have reported feeling cold spots, receiving mysterious phone calls, and capturing orbs in their photographs. Hmm. That might be a fun one, too. Yeah. Interesting. Wow. Well, that's cool. All right, y'all. Well, that is going to go ahead and wrap us up for today. We hope you enjoyed these little spooky snippets all through California. If there's any you guys want to see in a future episode, let us know. Or if you would like us to do this again, but with another state, totally down. Because we always learn about new places. Totally down. Just let us know and we will go dig it. But with that, we are going to sign off and we'll see you on Thursday. Bye, guys. Bye. Murder in America is a true crime podcast that covers stories from all 50 states, including stories of mass shootings, serial killers, and lesser-known murders. Do you find yourself doing more research after listening to a true crime show? Well, Courtney and I used to do the same thing, and that's why we created Murder in America. Our podcast dives deep into each case. Our storytelling will make you feel like you're right there within the case with us, watching it all play out, and we do not shy away from the graphic details. If you're a fan of true crime, then listen to Murder in America on Spotify now.